Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day today. I'm so glad that so many of you are out there listening. I hope you have chosen to make the Kingdom Influencing Podcast part of your drive day or just a part of your life during the course of every week. I hope that these messages bring inspiration, bring impartation, and bring hope in a desolate world. And I hope that at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, that you come into the knowledge of the saving grace of Jesus the Christ. Listen, welcome back, everyone. Uh, Miss you guys. It's only been a week, but it seems like it's been longer. Uh, Today I have uh, a message, really, that I believe that God gave me just for the body of Christ. But, you know, we always want to impact everybody. We want to be influencers. We want to influence those who are saved and those who are unsaved. But I want to talk uh, about a, a partnership. And, and I want to just kind of get into that right now, just jump right in it. So I, I know so many people out there have partnerships or want partnerships or desire partnerships. I could ask someone right now, if I gave you the opportunity to meet Warren Buffett, you'd be excited, or Michelle Obama, you'd be excited, or George Soros, or uh, someone of that magnitude, you know, that would generate excitement that they want to partner with you, or, hey, I can get you on Shark Tank, and you can meet the Shark Tank uh, financial team, advisory team, that would get people excited. But what interests me today is that we fail to see the partnership that we've been called to right in front of us. So let me take a biblical pause. They call it Selah. And I just want you to think about what I'm saying. We get excited about people and partnerships with people. And and people are well-intended and Yes, God uses people to help us. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not dismissing that. But what I am saying to you is we need to understand our own 
modus operandi. If you or I get more excited about meeting an individual than we get about meeting God on a regular basis, there's a problem. Let me let me restate that. If we are more excited for the creation that God created rather than the creator, the creator of all things, we have a problem. We, we can't be so uh, earthly minded that we're no spiritually good. And we can't be so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. There has to be a balance. There has to be an understanding of how the spirit realm interfaces with the earth realm. How does this happen? Well, part of this is an invitation. Um, and the title of today's message is Partnership in the Word. Partnership in the Word. And um, I want you to just sit back and relax for a few minutes while I just talk freely from the heart. And because I believe that this word is not only um, for those of you who are entering in some business agreements or contracts and uh, writing books and, and doing various things, but it's for those who are sitting on a peripheral who are afraid to attack the very things that you know that God have told you to attack. You're afraid to deal with the realities of the work that is involved with being successful in Christ. So watch this. You know, God told the people of Israel, the children of Israel, that he had given them the promised land. But just because God gives you something does not mean that you don't have to fight. But the key to the success of Israel taking the promised land was the fact, listen closely, that they were in partnership with God. God was giving them explicit instructions for their day-to-day -day operation, just like a COO, chief operating officer, telling them how to march around the city, telling them what to say, telling them when to use the feet of the priest. He was speaking into their lives. Why? Because God will perfect those things that concern you. So in other words, when we are called into salvation, it is not just for the purpose of being saved so that we can go to heaven. No, salvation not only calls for us to develop a relationship with God for spiritual means, but also a relationship with God so that we can learn how to A, love God, but also B, love his people, but C, function in the earth as lights to the world. We have been called to be lights. We have been called to be lights. Are, are, you, are you catching this? God told us that we are the light of the world. We cannot be hidden. We are to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. So let me hasten on. There's a scripture in Matthew uh, verse uh, 28 through 30 from Matthew chapter 11. And it says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. I am meek, meek meaning having strength under control, and lowly in heart, humility. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, I, I definitely see this, don't get me wrong, as a call to salvation. But we need to expand the definition and the understanding of salvation that it is not just a term that is relegated to your life in and around the church, but it is a term of life. It is a term of endearment where God enraptures himself in our lives, entangles himself in our lives, gives us a Bible to influence our lives, not just in church, but the way we live our lives every day. So when I hear the words, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, I see God not only calling me to the salvation of my soul, but I see God saying to me, listen, son, I want to partner with you in life. Have you ever thought about what it would mean to partner with God? Have you ever considered that God might want to partner with you? That God wants to play, play an integral role in your life? That God wants to be a part of everything you do? Yeah, think about it. Listen to some of the statements God says in his word. I will never leave you or forsake you. I will be with you always, even unto the end of the world. Listen to this one. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. What about this? I am a very present help in the time of trouble. What about this? I will perfect those things that concern you. Look at all of the scriptures that delineate to us that God is not just a God who created us and sits in the heavens, allowing us to do whatever we want to do. But God is a God who literally wants to be a part of our daily lives, not just in church, but in our finances, in the raising of our children, in our businesses, in our entrepreneurial endeavor. He wants to be a part of our lives. So for me, the call of salvation is not just an opportunity to go to heaven, not just an opportunity to learn how to witness to people. And these, of course, are our primary focuses, but it's also an opportunity to get to know the very personage of the Lord Jesus Christ and his father, because if you know the son, you'll know the father. And if you know the father, you'll know the son. But an opportunity to have a partner who knows everything, who is alpha, omega, beginning, and the end. What is there about business or business principles or money or finance or raising children or dealing with your wife or your husband or your spouse? What is it? about the scripture that we ignore the obvious 
Do you know the Bible is the pink elephant in the room? Literally. We walk around as if it has no value. And again, I'm speaking to Christians. This book has the value and the intent and the understanding of the ages. This book is the mind of God. This book speaks to every aspect of human existence. And what am I saying? I'm saying just pick it up one day. Ask God to give you a spirit of discernment, a spirit of understanding, a spirit of prayer so that you can read this book and begin to, uh, how do you say it, take in or begin to put the word of God on the tables of your heart. Not only that we might not sin against them, sin, sin against God, but that we might become the sons and daughters that God intended for us to be from the very beginning of time. What do you think Genesis is about? A partnership. God meets, uh, creates Adam, walks him around, shows him everything, tells him what to do, what not to do. Now, yes, he messed up, but it was a partnership. He told him to tend to his garden and to manage his garden. He said to protect and manage. To protect and manage. To keep means to protect. To tend means to manage. So it was a partnership. And God was there. And even in the presence of Satan, all God wanted Adam to do is call his name and he would have been there. But that's neither here nor there. So watch this. As you're going about developing your lives as you're going about because I believe that God has spoken to me that there is a unique group of people that is getting ready to do some unique things that will exalt the kingdom of God and it's not that it's never been done before but it's never been done before in this season a postmodern anti-God anti-Christ anti-church season a season that says this cannot happen. This will not happen. But I believe that there's a group of believers out there who are ready to challenge the status quo, who are ready to go beyond what they see. A matter of fact, it brings to mind the story of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was one such Christian in the days when the, the children of Israel were being besieged by the Babylonians. And why were they being besieged by the Babylonians? This is uh, an Old Testament, uh, Jeremiah chapter 32. But why? They were being besieged because the children of Israel fell out of grace with God. They were building uh, temples to Baal. They were uh, sacrificing their children to Molech. They were doing all kinds of abominable things that were contrary to the faith that God had given them. And in the midst of this, he prophesied to them through the prophet Jeremiah, who, by the way, had been locked up and put in prison because they didn't want to hear any of the things that God was saying to them. They, they didn't believe that they were so bad that God was going to punish them. Well, God is a God of love and God is a God of wrath, just like you are. I don't think there's a human being in the earth that if you don't push him, if you push him or push her, something's going to happen. 
And in the same way, since we were created in his image, if we keep pushing God, we push him past his long suffering, past his mercy, past his grace. And this may sound crazy. It's not that the grace runs out, but is that the grace changes his disposition in order to bring us back into the place where God wants us to be. It is gracious to chastise those, those whom you love in order to set the record straight and to get us back in the place where you would want us to be. So I say to you today that God has a plan for your life and you are letting people, things, places, uh, obstacles, distractions, naysayers, haters get in your way when God has given you a direct plan and a direct opportunity to advance the kingdom of God. So listen, Jeremiah took it. He took that opportunity. He preached the gospel. Surely he did. He spoke the words of, of the father by telling them because of their insolence, because of their sin, because of their refusal to walk according to the faith and because of their refusal to continue to exhibit the right example uh, after being given this promised land, living as if they never met God was unacceptable and would cause their demise and ruin. And surely it did. But in the same token, in the same breath, while Jeremiah was preaching this, being locked up, the Lord speaks to him again. His partner speaks to him again and says to him, Jeremiah, I want you to buy the land at Anathoth and someone's coming to sell that land to you. That makes no sense at all. Anathoth, the, uh, the place where Jeremiah was literally born, was literally already besieged by the Babylonians. It was already overtaken and overrun by them. So why would you buy a land that's already overtaken? Because God says so. Because God can see further than your eyes can see. Because God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can think and or ask. So let me ask you the question. Why would you want a partnership with God? Why would you not want God to be on your board if you hear what I'm saying to you? So here's the, the, the conclusion of the story. The promise was made to Jeremiah. The reason he was supposed to buy this land was a demonstration to the children of Israel that you are going to be punished for a while. You will be taken away, you, Zedekiah, and everyone else, into Babylonian captivity. But this will not last forever. There will be a day where the Babylonians will be exiled from your land. And those lands and the farmlands and the houses and the real estate that you all possessed before, you will again be able to possess. But you will have learned the lesson to keep God first. Some of you are getting ready to do something. And the reason I'm on this uh, podcast today is to tell you that you need two things. You need a divine partnership with God and you need a word. You need a partnership with God 
and a word. The partnership costs you nothing but to submit to God. The word costs you nothing but to read his book. Read the book. Take the time to read the book. And remember, you are yoked up with God. So that means you can't go in front of him. You can't lag behind him. You can't go left when he wants to go right. We have to learn the process of submitting to God, not just in church with our heads bowed, but submitting to God for our lives. This will make you a kingdom influencer of the magnitude that you have not yet even conceived in your heart. Allow God to be God of your life and not just the God of your salvation. Allow him to be, what do we say? We want him to be Savior and Lord, Lord of all that exists. So we're going to start by seeking his face in the morning, praying about everything we do with everything but prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known unto the Lord. There are companies even today that are all around us that we use every day that have incorporated a partnership with God. From the Sunbeam Bread Company to Tyson Foods, Chick-fil-A, Forever 21, Hobby Lobby, In-N-Out Burger, a California food chain, Covenant Transport, Alaskan Airways, Coca-Cola Bottling Company Consolidated in Charlotte, Interstate Batteries, Trijicon, Service Master. Now, you're not familiar with Service Master, but you know Mary Maids, Terminex, and Home Shield. Mary Kay, Times of Maine, and Carl's Jr. Burgers. These are just a short list of people who have decided to get into partnership with God. So when you start your business, when you write your book, when you do something that is deliberate and intentional, meaning that God have spoke into your life and told you to do these things, I'm telling you today, do not look at the times that we live in. Just listen to the word that God released into your heart. Go forth and do what he said. Step by step, he will open the right doors he will put people in position. He will have things ready for you if you just walk in obedience to his word. I'm here to tell you that God has spoken and is speaking to part of the body of Christ and to the part of the body of Christ that hears this word and runs with it. You're going to see the hand of God in your life like never before. I love you. My wife loves you. We'll be back soon with Simply Us in just a, a little while. We're trying to take care of some business. And once that business is taken care of, Simply Us will return and we'll be doing some pieces together again. But I want to tell you that you have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. The title of today's podcast was The Partnership and the Word the partnership and the word please share this with your friends and relatives and those people who have a call in their life that needs to be fulfilled but before they get started they need to hear how god wants to enter into partnership with them 
so that they can become kingdom influencers. Before we leave today, I want to remind you, don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Kingdom Nation Podcast at Kingdom Nation Podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. We're sending you all of the love of Jesus Christ from the Kingdom Nation. Go and influence the world. God bless you.